Jeff and I are so excited to bring you Taylor Armstrong. If you haven't heard about Taylor Armstrong, he's got a simple approach to leadership. What's so important about leading? Listen first, respond second, and only if necessary. Join Jeff and me today as we take on Taylor Armstrong on the Principal Leadership Lab. experience created for you by two public school administrators. Without further ado, let's join Jeff and Adam in this week's episode. Hey, Adam, welcome back. Another episode of the Principal Leadership Lab. Glad to be here with you, man. How are you? I am glad to be here with you. Thanks, Jeff. How are you doing? I, I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Another day here at the school is a great day. I still, like I say so many times, I can't get used to it. I can't get used to it. Our kids are 100% digital, but our teachers are on site. And so when I go walking down the hallways like I'm programmed to do, because that's what principals do, there are no kids there. I have got to see teachers sitting behind closed doors talking to kids on screens. I just can't get used to it. You know, we've talked a lot about your return in McHenry. How what's your metric to determine when you go back to like normal school or are you, is this it for the year? Well, well, no. So, so we could have gone back. We could, we had a hybrid plan ready to roll out and we were good. Uh, and then, um, you know, a week before we were ready, um, you know, you start watching these districts around you just drop and, and decide that they're all going to go digital. And mm-hmm. so at that point, when every other district around you um, has dropped, and we, we consider child care for, for our teachers, right? Uh, I'm at the high school level, so a lot of my kids babysit their younger siblings. Sure. So teachers and parents at home are going to be like, you know, so we just, we, we needed to make a decision. And, um, and so we're a hundred percent digital. And I, I, I can't tell you when we're going back. I, I just don't know. Well, we have a uh, we have a plan. We don't know if it's going to work, but right now we are 100% in person, and uh, we are currently in the highest state uh, or highest county in the state of Wisconsin for infections. So, but we're not in our school district, so we're monitoring that real close. And our superintendents, you know, we're we're doing everything we can, social distancing. Sure. I don't think I have any skin left on my hands from washing today, huh. and uh, we're doing all the things that you need to do right, hoping that we can stay as long as we can. And then we have wow. the hundred percent virtual plan ready to roll out. We have a AB schedule ready to roll out. So we're sure. going to hope for the best and work hard at it. And then hopefully we'll kick COVID right on here. Yeah. Let's hope uh, so. Yeah, we're going to try. Our guest today, Adam, knows a little bit about preparing for school on the tech end of things. I want to welcome in, so excited, so pumped to have him on the guest today, Taylor Armstrong, who's the Assistant Director of Technology at Vestavia Hills City Schools in Alabama. Taylor, brother, how are you? Man, I am wonderful. How are y'all doing? It is uh, great to be here and great to get to talk to you. I can't imagine what it's like to be the Director of Technology in this pandemic right now i bet there's a lot of weight of the world on your shoulders it's like 
it's like having insomnia and 58 uh, coffees at the same time. That's <laughs> wow. what it's like. It's, it's All crazy. of a sudden, your value has skyrocketed, right? <laughs> even, though, even though your paycheck hasn't, your value has. That's right. right. My, my moral paycheck has, has skyrocketed. Yeah. It's uh, everything, you know, you know everything's a, a, a priority and emergency. First off, now it's like extra, extra emergency. Absolutely. I, I can't, I can't even imagine. So what, what is your, what is your school district down where you're at Taylor in Alabama? What is your plan? Are you, are you got, have you guys started? Have you not? Are you hundred percent digital? Are you going back face to face? We are actually in our, our uh, second full week of school. We did a Thursday, Friday, and then last week was our first full week. And this is our second full week. We've, we're doing a, we gave an option. So you could be face to face or you can be at home. And I'd say about, I think it was about a fourth of our students chose to be virtual. And then the rest of our students were doing an AB schedule. So we call it red, blue, cause that's our school colors. So sure. um, we have a red schedule and then we have the blue schedule and, and everybody kind of does the same thing. And, and uh, our teachers have done well with it. And it's nice to see students cause you can go by and I can give you a little, you know, social distance high five or fist bump. It's kind of like, I look like I'm punching the air or something, but it, uh, it's nice just to be able to, for them to see it and me to see them. And even, you know, we can't, you know, physically give each other a fist bump. It's so awesome just to, to, uh, I have to tell you the story. So I got into yeah. a class the other day. I'm sitting there and they're doing little get to know you stuff. And we're, we're playing a little game about, you know, would you rather do this or that? And so one of them was, would you rather a cat or a dog? And all the students, you know, have their opinions. And this girl raises her hand and she says, well, you know, I, it out and I'm like this right and this is the eighth grade girl she said it's very simple it's dogs prepare you for babies and cats prepare you for teenagers oh. I was like that's probably the best explanation I've ever heard in my life wow going places wow that's good man that's good that eighth sums up a whole health class in like <laughs> five seconds right it's just like I would have never thought about that, but that is the perfect explanation for what they are. From an eighth grader. From an eighth yeah, grader. from an eighth grade. I was just like, can I just follow you around for the rest of the day? And, yeah, please. That's, that's amazing. You probably do as an IT director, right? Oh, follow everybody oh. around. You're, you're watching keystrokes, right? That's what everybody thinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I got reports that give that to me. I don't need to do that. <laughs> So, hey, Taylor, for, for our listeners who, who may not know a whole lot about you, although if, they're, if, if people are on social media, whether it be f- Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they know who you are. They, they have to. But if they don't, if for some reason they don't, tell us a little bit about your background, man. I mean, I know you're, I think, you know, yeah, I think, I know you're a Google certified teacher. Um, you know, wh- what, was your, what was your story coming into education? You know, teacher, I mean, where'd you start, man? I actually started in the military. Uh, okay. I was in the army and I had zero goals of being a teacher whatsoever. And I, I came, uh, I came home from a deployment and then I was getting all back to duty and uh, I just needed something to do. I needed a job. And so I started working at the school district as a bus driver just until I found something I really wanted to do. And I was trying to take some courses cause I hadn't finished my degree yet. And I started coaching. I was asked to coach. I was still, at this point, um, I was just substitute bus driver, still working full time at our joint force headquarters. And so um, I started coaching at the end of the day and helping. I just really, really enjoyed it and ended up getting out of the military. I was like, you know, this is something I really need to do. So 
Um, I actually took a job at a university, which helped me pay for my schooling along with my military. So, and uh, got my undergrad. And I had, for being in the military, if you ever know anybody in the military, they've probably been to like 10 different colleges because they go to whatever's right there or whatever's online, right? Yeah, yeah. And I had enough hours to do ed psych, history, and computer science. So I was like, it was like an extra semester to get all three. So I was like, all right, I'll just do that. And give me some options. So I finished up. And then I was like, okay, this isn't enough for me. I'm going to go ahead and get my uh, graduate. And so I got my graduate. And then I've just been working for a while. So I started my first job ever uh, was just a PE teacher. And I, I, I say just a PE teacher. I know Tara is going to kill me for this. There's no such thing as just anything when it comes <laughs> right. to that. I can edit that out if you want. <laughs> no, no, keep it in. She, <laughs> okay, she good. deserves to get me for that one. Uh, there is no just anything. I mean, whatever you do, you have an impact. So uh, I got to throw that out there and just say that. But I started there and then uh, became uh, tech integration. And then from there went to, uh, I just moved my way up, was a coordinator for academic support. I've been a branding communications coordinator, STEM director, technology director, and now I'm here. So uh, just kind of done a little bit of it all and love what I do uh, and just super glad to be doing what I do, man. Well, we're wow. glad you're doing what you do. It's fun listening. Thank you. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, it is. So, so is your, is, does your job then encompass all, all of the schools in the district then? And how many schools is that? So we just opened a new school. If you don't count the whole virtual environment thing, I'm going to count that as another school too. Uh, but if you count that right now, we have nine schools and we have, so we're 7A school in Alabama. That's our highest classification. And uh, we have about 7,500 students, a little less than 7,500 students, which okay. a lot, some places, but in Alabama, that's a lot of, that's a lot of students. Most of our places, unless it's a big city like Mobile or, doesn't have you know over 10,000 so we're 7a school we have 10 campuses we have two middle schools a high school freshman center so we're very diverse in all that and uh, we have five elementary schools and it's uh it's fun that you know it's crazy that the thing with it is that the complications don't come with the amount of students because you can give me 100,000 students and give me 10,000 students. That's not the complication. The complication comes in the amount of sites you have to go to. So that's, that's when you start breaking stuff up all over the place and you have different stuff for different things. And that's when the fun starts happening. Sure. So, but yeah, we do, we have that many students and uh, love our students, love our staff. We, I mean, I really, this is one of the best places I've ever worked. It's just great people, but honestly, I've never really had a bad place I've worked when it comes to education. It's just, you know, there's going to be good and bad people everywhere. But the one thing I've always loved, you know, I went to work for university level and I came back uh, because secondary ed is just, it's such a family, you know, it's just so different. You can't find that in higher ed. You can't find that anywhere else. It's just, you develop friendships with these people. You know, I can go into my middle school tomorrow and joke with one of my, with one of my principals and just have a time like he's one of my best buddies. And it's just, it's just hard to find somewhere else. It's, you can't describe it unless you've experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. 
what a path, man. I mean, starting out, you know, going back to your, your career in the army as an army veteran, thank you for your service, by the way. Yes, um, and being a bus driver and never even thinking that you'd be involved in, in like anything education, probably. I mean, I, I certainly didn't when I was floating around junior college and not knowing, not having a direction, you know, singing in metal bands. That was my, you know, that was what I was going to do. Right. I had, I had no idea until just one thing happens right and you're on a different trajectory so yeah. you know it's just it's just how it goes so what i mean what's what what do you have your sights set on man are you are you are you are you planning to stay where you're at are you looking at administration uh, you know different different levels there what are you looking at so first i gotta say you look like a country guy man i don't know what you're you know no no, like, no no we've talked about this you know that <laughs> i had to throw it in there yeah uh, no my my goal eventually is to be a superintendent um, I, that's what I want. I'm in the process of getting my EDD right now. That's right. I'm, You're in a doctoral program. Yeah, I am. I'm going to Liberty university. I'm getting my EDD and curriculum and instruction. And, um, it's been fun. I just finished a class where I had to rewrite an entire district's curriculum. So it's, you know, I'm actually learning things that I wouldn't necessarily get to do otherwise, but it, it's really funny. Most people think when they see me, they're like, Oh, you the tech guy. You might not understand understand these things they don't ever think that maybe I was in the classroom at one point so you know I, I just kind of sit back and I listen and and but what that's taught me in my process is I used to be very outspoken and what's that taught me is I think especially if I want to be a super end up and you know hire if I can just you know it's taught me to listen first respond second and only if necessary mm. so a lot of times we want to respond but we don't necessarily have to respond. Sometimes we can just sit there and listen. We can just agree, you know, give nods. A response isn't always necessary. And sometimes we need to reflect and wait on a response. So uh, our superintendent is an amazing man, Dr. Freeman. He does a great job and he is just so, I mean, he's just so thought out in everything he does. And he just, and, and my boss is the same way too. Um, Keith Price, he just does an amazing job in his thought process and he's taught me so much and, it's really helped me refocus who I am so I can learn to be better and really do better. And, you know, that's so many people are just want to, Hey, I think we should do this. Hey, I think we should do this. And, and I'm trying to focus more on what do you think we should do? Because I can give you my idea, but if I give you my idea, you're just going to regurgitate that back to me. Let me give you, let me listen to what you want. And then we can come up with a plan. So Taylor, you said you were in the army and you drove buses. Is there really any difference? I mean, uh, driving a bus. I think the bus is more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, we, if you're on that route at six in the morning or five thirty in the morning, depending on how far out you go, those kids are either all wound up or they're all asleep. It's it's there's no in between. But I tell you, I've pulled a bus over many a time to tell them <laughs> they need to chill out. And you know, it's it's and it's amazing. They look at you and they're like, uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Well, you've got a good radio voice too, deep. And I bet if you bellowed from that driver's seat, I bet you could grab their attention at least. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've got a, I've got a, you know, I like I said, I coach too, and uh, it, it, I've got a good. Uh, you need to listen to me, voice. I call it my daddy voice. Yep, that's yeah. a good one. Kids know that, and they understand that, yeah. and they respect that. You, you touched upon. I mean, uh, it's just something that anyone can resonate with, whether you're in the classroom, whether you're a building leader, whether you're in, at the district level. And that is to listen first. But then, the, then the, the second part is even more powerful. I think respond secondly, but only if necessary. 
Mm-hmm. You know, too too often we think as as you know, quote unquote leaders, uh, that we have to respond. You know, that we have to provide an answer, and that's not always the case. You know, mm-hmm. somebody asked me what advice I would give my. Young, I think it was Kevin Curtis. He asked me what advice I'd give my younger self, and I said I would tell myself to shut up and listen. We don't do that often enough. Don't say anything. I do tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it, man. I knew it. I knew it. Well, you know, you can think about it though. And and we've all been there. I've been there. Okay. There's been conversations where you're just like, somebody's talking and you're just waiting for them to stop. So you, but you're not catching anything they're saying. And how can you possibly respond to someone the way you need to, if you're just waiting, give what you had to say, you're not listening to them so and look as a leader i've had to grow into these things man it's just and there's still times i'm just like man you just got to shut up and listen to me you know and and but you know i try to be like with my guys i I try to tell them you know this is a team effort if you need something from me let me know if i'm doing something like i'm not afraid for you to go taylor that was stupid don't do that like that doesn't bother me but that's the type of person i am that might hurt somebody else's feelings but for me if i do something stupid i want you to go that was stupid because i don't want to do it again yeah. But for other people, it's got to be a different conversation. And just you have to listen if you want to know what those people want. And if you're constantly talking and constantly, which a lot of leaders do this, they're constantly, I got to be the first one to speak because I got to let everybody know how smart I am. And I've found that the smartest people are the last ones to speak. Yeah. Because they've waited for to hear what everybody else has to say. Yeah, sure. Sure. I waited longer than Jeff on that response. you know uh when you when you're talking about uh responding to those situations it is difficult to sit and listen sometimes but i think it's so powerful when it works out and even if you turn the question back on to uh anybody whether it's a student or a teacher or a parent and a simple question to respond with uh, so what do you think we should do because mm-hmm. I don't always have the answer, but sometimes they come to me as if I'm like the encyclopedia or I'm like Google. So, you know, and that happens at home. Like when you've got little kids, you know, dad's got all the answers and I thought my dad did. And I, now I know that he was often pulling my leg on everything. You know, I had no idea. I thought my dad knew everything. <laughs> he would probably say, I do. You're just, he still, you he still does. Yeah. He uh, just tell you, he didn't listen. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. No, man, I, you know, I am, I am the first one to tell somebody if I don't know, I don't know. Let's call this person. Let's call. Like, I absolutely hate it when people are stuck and they just say, we can't. Like, that is never the answer. And I, we can't or that won't work. That's not the answer. It will never be the answer. The answer is, I don't know, but let's find somebody that does. You know, I, I know what I know, but I know a ton of people that know stuff I don't know. So together, you know, I might not be able to answer all your questions, but together we could probably answer most of the questions. So... Yeah. You know, that's just how it goes. I have a feeling that you may agree with this and don't, don't say you do if you don't. So I'm not trying to pressure you, but you, you mentioned how somebody may say, Hey, that was stupid. Why'd you do that? You could take that when they talk to you in person or even directly on a phone or whatever. But what happens when they do it on Facebook and they talk about you, you know, that makes me mad. I, you can call me stupid all you want. We're working together to solve the problem, but don't go over there and do it. That, that is annoying as heck. Well, and I've, I've actually had a situation with that fairly recently, just some random person not being very happy with me for whatever reason. And, you know, you can try to talk to those people. You can try to talk it out. And at some point, because this is, 
for me, my philosophy in life is that I will not allow myself to be negative. Okay. And, and that doesn't mean I'm not going to address situations because I can address any situation with positivity. I can tell you, you were wrong without beating you down and being negative about it. Yep. But you know, somebody just attacking me or attacking my character, we could talk about it. If you still refuse to see the light, I can try again, but if you're still going to go, I'll just block you because I'm not going to purposely allow negativity to dwell in my life when we have, there's a world full of negativity around us and it needs a ton more positivity. So I have made it my focus to be positive and spread that as much as I can, because I've been a negative person and I've been that person who has always had something to complain. And you don't have a lot of friends when you're that person. Right. All you do is make people feel bad. Right. So, you know, if, if, and, and, you know, for those listening, if you're that one that's always wondering why nobody talks to you, there could be a reason for that. It could just be your perspective. And I don't mean that to be mean, but changing your perspective can change your whole life. It just, it really can. And it's not just your life. It's your, your instruction, your kids' lives. It's, it's all the, you know, staff and students you talk to. It does more than you possibly think it can just to smile and, and be happy in spite of circumstances. Because, you know, I've had plenty of days that were awful but I can still show up and smile and make you feel like I love you because that one, that's not your fault. And two, it's okay. It's all going to pass. It's all going to be better someday. So don't let it get you down today. Man, that's you, what I like about our groups. Like you sorry, yep. Jeff, talking Michael. tonight, our uh, men and Ed and all these groups, I, I'm putting my name out there and saying, if you notice that about me and, and Jeff will definitely do it. If you notice me being Mr. Negative, I want you guys to chime in and say, Hey, you're not normal like that. Can I help you with something or, you know, what's going on? Cause you're not normal like that. I want that honesty because I don't want to be Mr. Negative. And, and right. we fall into those traps from time to time, but we all need to be honest with one another, whether it's men and Ed or mixed groups or whatever, you know, leaders need to lead. That's so true. It's so true. I'm glad you, I'm glad you pointed that out. And I think that only with only if you, if you really get to know people and, and develop relationships with them, are you able to say, Hey, you just said something that was key there, Adam. Hey, I know, I know you're not normally like this. So, mm-hmm. so what's going yeah. on, you know, and, and give that person some grace, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if, if anyone, if any of our listeners listen to you, watch you, follow you on social media, Taylor, they, they know that what you speak right now is a hundred percent truth. I mean, on in the Facebook men and ed group where you and I first met, mm-hmm. um, you know, with our workouts and just encouraging the guys in that group. But then also, you know, I, 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 I talk about this all the time, how social media platforms, you, you meet, you see people in other platforms. So, so you and I are also a part of the, the education never dies, um, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter and the Voxer group. And, and then um, be the compass on Instagram. So if you talk to us a little bit about be the compass, because you post so much positivity, man, so much positivity and and you're right though people better put themselves in check because if they're finding that people are avoiding them or or they don't have a whole lot of friends like adam <laughs> that's negative i think you should oh, sorry. Out? sorry 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 it may be <laughs> the message that they're putting out there right so you have you have intentionally chosen to put a different very positive message out there so talk about be the compass a little bit so be the compass is, is, is really my brand. I started it, uh, I'd say about two and a half, three years ago. And really it wasn't even really a brand. It was just, it was kind of like my life direction, right? I was, you know, I was working in a district that I wasn't very happy and it, and it wasn't the district's fault. It just, 
I had let circumstances bother me and I had become that negative person and just didn't need to. And so for me, be the compass became like an ethos for me of, you know, before I can lead somebody else, I've got to lead myself. And then once I can find my direction in life and I can start my path, then I can show others my compass and I can show them their way. And I could, we could pass that on and we can be the compass in their lives. And then they can do the same for somebody else. They can be somebody else's compass and they could just a little course correction, you know, an inch here is a mile wide, you know, 10 miles down the road. So, you know, it's just one degree can change a whole life. And that's kind of the start of be the compass is it, it was really me fixing me. And then from that, it's just been, you know, it's just, a life thing, you know, be the compass. My, one of my phrases, you know, I have three things that I truly believe in. One is, um, take the next step, whatever that next step is, take that next step. Don't be afraid. Oftentimes we want to stop and go, okay, this is good enough. I'm a little nervous, but I'm good. Keep taking that next step. You never know what's ahead of you. If I didn't take that next step, I would still be in a gym somewhere and not be where I am. And not that that's a bad thing. I loved being a gym teacher, but I, I look at how many more kids I can impact right now, not just one school, 10 schools, you know, and if I keep going, be a superintendent, what else can I do? It just, you know, in the platform of social media, it's just keep taking that next step. And then one of the other things I always do is we rise together. When we work together, we rise together. When we work in positivity, we lift each other up. I put you on my shoulders and turn, you'll put me on yours. It all goes hand in hand. I mean, it's just, it's, those things that really, really matter the most that you're going to do those things for each other. And really in life, that's what be the compass is all about. When we help direct others, they're going to do the same for us and we're going to be each other's compass. And with that, we're not going to get off track because we're too busy helping each other and really being involved in each other's lives that we won't let each other get off course because we're trying to help. You make it sound a complex concept, sound very simple, and that's yeah. very appreciative. Well, it, I think we make it too complex, really. Mm-hmm. We talk about, you know, what can I do? What about that? I've found that people are dying to have positivity in their life. They're dying to have people that tell them, I can be positive. I can do this. Because in a world that's just everything's awful, people are dying to know it's okay to be happy. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Just look at, look at Education Never Dies with the pardon my positivity. Yeah. I mean, people love it because it just gives them an excuse to be happy. I mean, it's just, it's nothing special. It's just a little card, but it's just something to say, Hey, we love you. I'm going to be happy regardless of what's going on. And, and that's all it is, man. You know, life has ups and downs. School has ups and downs. Look, man, I can remember being in college the first time and I completely failed out. Hmm. And, and it, and it definitely wasn't because I tried. It was because I enjoyed college more than I enjoyed class. Right. Yeah. But sure. then I went back to college when I could afford it. And well, really when I went to the military, I went back to college and I had to earn my way and it was a different story. Same thing. I, I haven't always been the greatest educator. I failed at tons of things and I still fail at things. But the thing is, every time I make a mistake, I learn something from it. And I, and I focus on, okay, yeah, I messed up. But the key thing is I'm learning here. And once I've learned something, how am I going to apply this to my next situation? So when we just change that little bit of perspective, when we just change those couple of degrees and head in a new direction, now our compass is focused and we can do what we need to do. Absolutely. I think one of the key things that you said in there, I mean, there was so much in there, but you know, you, you realized that you had to fix yourself first. Mm-hmm. 
And that's where the positivity starts. You know, mm-hmm. you had to fix yourself first before you could. It wasn't that other district's responsibility to keep you happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if that's your own responsibility, you know. So I think people have to realize that first and then, and then they can, you know, take your, take your action steps, which is really, they, they could do that in every aspect of your life. You know, don't be afraid, take the next step and, and rise together, lift somebody else up. Sure. Love it, man. Love it. So Taylor, um, you, you must have a director of technology that is called your boss then is that you referred to him earlier? So yeah, the do. director, the director of technology, I always mm-hmm. think like my role as a principal, one of my jobs is to remove obstacles for teachers so they can teach and mm-hmm. build those stronger relationships because I can't see every student throughout the day. So I want to remove obstacles for teachers. So what, what is it that you could ask of your director or directors in general in your role? What obstacles would you like help with removing? If you could pick one, what would it be to make you excel? You know, I think this isn't just for me. I think this is just schools period um let's stop getting stuck in our title mm-hmm. you know if you're the curriculum director we can handle more than curriculum if you're the hr director you can handle more than hr i know you've done it before you got here so you could probably do it since you've been here you know there's plenty of days that you know yeah i'm assistant director of technology or i was the director of technology here or whatever that i've handled had to handle a classroom issue or a you know uh, instructional issue or something like that. Like, it's okay. If I'm there and I can help you, sure, let's do it. Like it, in our role, if our focus isn't, and this is, this is what happens too much, too much of the time. It's, that's not my job. It's, which is crazy right? because right. when we're teachers, everything is our job. Right. So at what point do we get to the point where we just cut that off and go, well, we don't have to do that anymore. And that's, that's what I think is the biggest thing as we move up, our priorities don't need to diminish. They need to grow. Okay. So as we move up, our responsibilities don't get less, they get more. And if we're not ready to handle that, then we don't need to move up. So for me, there's plenty of Saturdays or Sundays that I'm working. And I think this would help every teacher everywhere. And I guarantee you, they see it. They see it because I know they see it because there's teachers that will email me instead of emailing the person they're supposed to email because they know what's going to happen. You know, it's just, and it's nothing bad against that person. It's just teachers know who do does what yep. they know. So they know who they want to talk to. And if we all had the attitude of whatever it is, it's my job. And that's, that's why my Twitter handle it's uh, Taylor does it. It's not it. It's actually it. Yes. Because uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is you need me to, do. you need me to drive a bus today. Cool. Let's do it. You need me to help watch a class. Let's do it. Whatever. If you need help, let's do it. I like that. You need Taylor to drive a tank today? Let's do it. Yep. Let's do it. I don't you know, know how long, but if I did, I'd call him. <laughs> I love that, man, because uh, I think that too often, you know, you, we hear the mantra, uh, whatever it takes, right? But, but when, you ask, when you ask people to do something and they tell you that's not my job, then, you know, you don't really mean whatever it takes then. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so, that's so critical. And whatever your title, you know, whatever your title is, um, yeah, everyone can lend a hand. And like you said, Taylor, if everyone, if everyone had that mentality, what a different place this would be, you know, That's right. what a different place this would be. Taylor, what gives you hope? Man, there's, I mean, there's tons of things that give me hope, like men and it, that gives me hope just to see so many men coming together to want to be better. I mean, just the, the power that people, it's not just about, 
I want to coach this or I want to get this paycheck. It's about being better so our future is better, so we can make our students better. You know, things that I'm involved in, like Crazy PLN, Education Never Dies, you know, things like that really pump me up because these people, I can see behind the scenes what they really feel, what they, you know, really say and, and, and how they feel about what they're doing, even on their bad day. Mm-hmm. Even when, you know, I have chats with these people and on their bad days, you, you hear what they're struggling with, but the struggle is always like, I want to do this, but I'm just feeling this right now. And it's a struggle between, we all have those days where you want to be great, but you really also feel like you just want to lay down and sleep for 48 hours. You know, we all have those days when we just don't want to deal with the world right now. But these people choose to do that anyways, because they're there for the kids. They're there for what, for what, and, and the thing is, the funniest thing is those people that are there for the kids, you will never hear them say it's all about the kids. Right. Because, and I've learned this, the people that say, Oh, it's all about the kids. That's kind of an excuse to say, I want to do this. You know what I mean? And I, it's not true about everybody. It's sure. not. But it's, if that's 90% of what they say, then it's probably not all about the kids. Because if it's all about the kids, you don't have to say that. You don't have to, show, you don't have to say it. Just show me. Yeah. You, you, what, what people say is usually to make up for what they don't do. So the more somebody repeats a phrase to me, the more I have to wonder about it, right? And, and that, and that's just all it is. And so I'm so thankful for people like Champav, you know, like you guys, like, um, I mean, the whole in crew, the, the, um, the Terra's, the Kelly's, I mean, so I could go on and on for hours and hours. There's so many people and they, they fill me up each and every day because that is just as important. Just like we were talking about positivity and negativity. If I'm full of negativity, the only thing I can pour out is negativity and that doesn't just affect me. That affects my classroom, my school, that affects everything. So people think it doesn't affect anything but them, but it does. It affects everything they're around. So um, people pour into me and it helps me pour into each other. And that gives me more hope than anything because they're so willing to do it and so selfless about it. Yeah. That's so true, man. That's so true. The more you pour into people, the more you get back and the more you, you know, for our listeners who are wondering like, what is this education never dies? And what is, you know, these are, these are chats on Twitter. These are groups of people. It's more than just a chat though, right? It's a, it's a professional learning network, right? It's your Mm -hmm. PLN. It's the, it's the people that you go to, to get to, to where where you go to get re-energized and recharged and, and fueled and get new ideas and, and give back to those people too right i mean that's just a tremendous community and you're such a huge part of that i'm so glad that you're there in that space with them thank you buddy. so that's how this whole thing started with uh jeff and me uh the principal right. leadership lab we used to just call and talk on sundays about maybe an upcoming issue or a celebration or something and then eventually we said why don't it took us 25 years to figure it out yeah. Yeah. but why don't we do a podcast and see what else we can do with it and it's it's yeah. been when I finish recording with a new guest, like today, Taylor, I'm going to drive home on cloud nine. I'll probably have the sunroof open and jam into some good country tunes no, all no. the way home. And uh, I'll be energized. So when I see my wife and my son and my daughter, it's going to be good because I'm energized because of the, the collective sure. effort that we're putting in all around the country from Alabama to Illinois to behind the cheddar curtain here in Wisconsin. So, so we're heading down the home stretch here, Taylor. Are you ready for one more question? I'm ready, man. All right. This is going to be the toughest one you've got. I'm trying to spin it a little bit, Jeff, because Taylor, I think, is ready for a new, a new version of the elevator speech question. I think so. I think uh, you got it for him. So 
imagine Taylor, because you're a pretty positive guy and we are losing quality top-notch teachers in our profession, left and right, principals, educators, it doesn't matter what role you play, we're, we're losing them. So what are you going to tell uh, maybe a junior in college about our profession? You got 60 seconds on the elevator with this newbie, a junior in college. What are you going to tell him about our profession? I'm going to, I'm going to ask him first uh, what he wants his impact in life to be mm. or she, sorry, you know, whichever it is. And, and then whatever their answer is, I'm going to say, well, to have the greatest impact, to have the greatest ripple, you want to be in education because in one year's time you can affect 25 lives just in your classroom who will then affect 25 more. And in just one year in teaching, you can affect thousands of lives just in one classroom. And so from then at times that by however many years you teach and you're talking to hundreds of thousands of people that have you changed around the world who I have two teachers that changed my life. So if you want to truly change lives and make a difference in the world, you want to be in education. I guess so I, it wasn't that hard of a question. I guess he answered it too easy. No. And I think that was about 60 seconds. Just like you gave, you gave him that direction. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. That's awesome, man. But it's so true, right? It's so true. And, and again, you just, every, every time you, you speak and say something like that, I'm reminded of your, you know, of be the compass, you know, and the positivity that you pour out and, and that, you, you know, you, you pour into other people so that they'll pour into, into others as well. So um, what a great, great testament to the power of this profession. And I hope people are listening and can and can not get stuck in in the um, you know the the negativity that can sometimes come with with this profession as well. It's so powerful. Teachers are the hope. I think one another one of our guests said that tonight. So um, I'm I'm very encouraged. I'm 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 really pumped up and I'm inspired by you, Taylor. So thank you for coming on and being with us tonight. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you guys. And just last thing I want to say is just. No matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, understand that you are the most important piece of your classroom because you are, no matter what technology is, no matter what you're using, it's all a tool and it boils down to pencil and paper. You are the resource that makes it happen. That's it. That's it. Awesome. Take Taylor, home, Jeff. if people want to get in touch with you, Taylor, how do they do that? Uh, so I'm on Twitter. It's Taylor underscore does underscore it. And I'm on Instagram at B underscore the underscore compass and Facebook is really just my family stuff. It's just sure. my, me being a normal person. So you don't get much there, but <laughs> that's where I am. And if anybody needs anything, I'm always happy to talk, even if it's just to listen to some troubles you have, you know, whatever helps you become a better you. Let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Taylor Armstrong, brother, thank you for being on tonight from the principal leadership lab, Jeff and Adam, we're out and we thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Principal Leadership Lab. Feel free to connect with us in between episodes on Twitter and on Instagram. All of our information is included within our show notes. Until next time, this is Adam signing off for the Principal Leadership Lab.